We are learning Daphne Bays. We're starting five lines up from the bottom of Yud Aleph on the Bays. We just mentioned Miriam and how she had uh, David Amalek come from her. Now we're going to talk about her marriage to Kalev and her relationship with Kalev. So the Pasuk says, that, and then we're looking at a Pasuk in Devar Yom, Kalev and Chetzer, and Kalev, the son of Chetzer, and Holid is Azuva Isha. He gave birth to Azuva, his wife, Vesurios and Urios. These are her sons, Yesher, Shovav, and Ardon. So the first thing that we try to understand is who exactly is this Kalev? So the Pasuk says, this is Kalev, the son of Chetzron. So the Gemara says, Ben Chetzron, he was the son of Chetzron, Ben Yefuna, he's the son of Yefuna. We know Kalev Ben Yefuna, he was one of the Meragla. So the Gemara explains, really, his father was a Chetzron, but the reason he's called Yefuna, Ben Shepanam and Sasragal, he's called Yefuna because he turned away, like Lifnos, to turn away from the plot of the Meragla. So the Gemara says, Vakati, but still, Ben Kinaz, isn't he the son of Kinaz? The son of Kinaz, who was Kalev's brother, conquered the city. So the question is, if Asniel, who's Kalev's brother, brother, if his father is Kinaz, is, is Kinaz and how could Kalev's father be somebody else? How could Kalev's father be Chetzim? So the Gemara says, Amarava, Chago the Kinaz, he was only a stepson, meaning Kalev and Asniel were either shared the same mother, but they had different fathers, and that's why it makes sense. Kalev was the son of Chetzron, whereas um, Asniel was the son of Kinaz. And again, Yefuna is just a name that he is giving, not a real name, but it's just a name he's giving because he turned away from the Rahagam. Take the top of Lamed Aleph. Take a name, you can also infer from this. Because what does it say? It says, Haknizi. Kalev is the son of Yefuna, the Kinizi. He's called the Kinizi. It's not the son of Kinaz. So why is he only Kinizi? Shrami, no, he's not a biological son of Kinaz. Just the Vart is that he was a stepson. That's why it's called Kinizi, not the literal son. Now we say, who is this? It says that he gave birth to Azuva, his wife. So Azuva, Zumirim, Azuva is Miriam. Why is she called Azuva? She called Azuva and Tchilasa. Everyone left her, abandoned her in the beginning. So we're talking about basically there was a time when Miriam was very sick and nobody wanted to marry her. Kalev did marry her and he, uh, he brought her back to health. This is not the story here where she gets Saras and Parshas Balo, so that seems to be a different point. But anyways, initially, she was, nobody wanted, she, she was abandoned, nobody wanted to marry her. That's why she was called Azuva. But the Pasuk says he gave birth to her, holy, he married her. Whoever marries a woman, the Pasuk considers it as if he has given birth to her. So here, it was the Shem Shemayim that Kalev married her because he wanted to have unbelievable children. Um, because of the great yichus that Miriam possessed. Urias, the Pasuk says, Miriam is Urios, Shaypana Domeli Urios. The reason, it's not literally talking about her kids, but um, right next to it, it says in the Pasuk that he, he, he has Azuva, his wife, and Urios, and then it says her sons are Yeshiv, Shovav, and Ardo. So Urios sounds like it's a description of Miriam, Shaypana Domeli Urios. She had a very pale complexion. It was like a curtain, like a Uria, like a sheet, like a white sheet. Then it goes on to say her sons, Yesher, Shovav, and Ardon. Don't read that these are her sons, her builders. Meaning to say, really, we're talking about Kalev, who built her to be a strong woman. And again, she was sick initially. Yeshar, Yeshar, Shazmah, Kalev straightened himself and didn't do anything wrong when everyone else, the Meraglim, did wrong. Shovav, Shishiv, Yitzro. Um, he, 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 he refused to bow to his Yetzirah, so he was strong he, against his Yetzirah. He rebelled against what his Yetzirah wanted. The Ardon, what is that? Shirada Yitzro. He, he gave Ridos like a discipline. Uh, he punished his Yitzhahara. Other people say that it actually is referring to Miriam. The complexion t- turned into a rose. So again, she starts off white and pale, and eventually she turns, uh, has developed a redness in her. Now we look at another Pasuk. 
In Debrei Hayamim, it says in the Pasuk, Ashur, Avit Koha Yishnei Nashim. Ashur, the father of Koha, had two wives. Chalav and Ara, Chalav and Ara. Ashur, who is this Ashur person? His face turned black, like Shachar, because of all the fasts that he had. He had many fasts. He wanted to have his chos to be safe from the Meraglam. So his, his name was Ashur. Avi is called the father, Av. He really married Miriam, but he became like a father in the sense that he took care of all of her needs. Tekoa, Ashur, Tekoa, Lilo Shemayim, he was called Tekoa because... He, he like literally fastened his, his heart in place towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not to be tempted for the Meraglim. Ayushin Nashim, he had two wives. Nasser Miriam, Shein Nashim, Miriam became like two different wives to him. In the sense, because she was initially very sick and then she became very healthy. Chalav and Ara, lo Chalav and Ara, not literally Chalav and Ara, she was initially sick, like Chola. So eventually she became a strong young woman. Now we continue. Uvenei Chala, these are the children of Chala. Saras, Vitsohar, Vesnat. So again, this would be simple. The shot of the Pasuk is that these are the children of Miriam, but we expound that it means that she became uh, healthy. She became so healthy that she was like a, a, a co wife to her peers, meaning that once, once she got so beautiful, so it was like um, it was like a jealousy that other women had that you know that they weren't as pretty as her. So hard, she was called Sohar, she put out Domen with her ride. Her face shone. Like the like the sun, uh, and that's so right, like a shine. Esnan shakola rosa moluch esnan leisho. Anyone who would see her was so aroused by by how beautiful she was that he would bring a gift to his wife. Meaning he, they they wouldn't have relations with her. They would have relations with their wives, but they would bring their wives gifts because they were aroused by looking at Miriam. Okay, now we go back to Paro. So it says, Paro commanded his whole people to throw the boys in the river. So the language to all of his people, we see that he applied this decree even to his own people, meaning the idea that's behind it is that the astrologers told him that the, the Moshiach of the, of the Jews has been born, but we don't know if he's an Egyptian or a Jew. So therefore, he's saying that every Jewish boy has to be thrown into the river, even the Egyptian ones. We summarize what happened. So there were three different decrees in time. Initially, it decided to kill him. Then throw him into the river. There we're saying it was even on his own people. So this is the, how the, the decrees got progressively worse. The Basic says regarding Amram, and Yochavid here, Vayelech Ish Mi Beis Levi. Amram went, uh, and he went, and he took a daughter of Levi. What does it mean? Where did he go? What does that mean? Amar Yehuda Bar Zvina Shalach Ba'asas Bito. He went, listening to the advice of his daughter. So Alicha means to follow. That's the idea, to follow. Not just to move, but to follow in someone's advice. So what exactly is this? The price elaborates. Tana Amram Gadladar. Amram was a Gadlad of the generation. Once he saw that power was said, that every boy is born should be thrown into the river. So Amr al Shavan Amilim, he said, we're, we're, we're procreating for no reason. Amr Vikeshwishro, he divorced his wife. So following the God Latar, all the other Jewish men uh, decided to divorce their wives. Amr Lubito, his daughter Miriam said, Abba Father, Kashrik Zay Rasul is Munapara. What you're decreeing, what you're doing has a harsher impact on Mapara. was only goes on the males. The Azikhs, but your actions, you're causing people not to procreate at all. So it's even the females that you're depriving. Paralo goes all the ones that. Power only decreed against life in this world. You're taking away life to Olam because even if a child is die, dies, be killed by power, so marry Olam by you not bringing it to the world at all, so they're not going to have anything. Power, Rasha, Suffolk, Miskayamis, Miskayamis, Suffolk, Aina, Miskayamis. It's only a possibility that it will be observed because he's a human being after all. It's not guaranteed. But you, since you're a tzaddik, whatever you decree, that will be observed. That's the idea. With righteous people, they say something and it happens. So this was the Musr 
from the uh, from his daughter. So Amman, Amman accepted this. So he remarried his wife. All the Jewish men followed and they remarried. So now the Pasuk says, he took her. So Vayasmubai, they shouldn't have said he retook her because it was the second marriage. What happened was he did another Maisa Kedushin just like he did the first time. He put her on a beautiful chair, like a throne. Miriam danced in front of her at the wedding. So this is the marriage while the children are already there, um, the second marriage. Patsik says that she married his boss of the daughter of Levi. So it sounds like she's a little girl. But the Gemara makes a cheshman after Bas Meo Shloshim Shana Hava. She was 130 years old at the time. The Kari Labazator is calling her a daughter like she's a little girl. Where do we get this fact that she's 130 years old? Amar Khan of Arachanina. That the, to, to understand the, the, the background to this, it says in the Pasuk, there were 70 members of Klai Yisrael, of, of, of Yaakov's family came to Mitzrayim, but if you count them, you only see 69. So who's the actual one? So you'll have it. The actual one is you'll have it. Sharazah she was conceived by Derach while Levi was en route to Canaan. And she, took, she was born uh, between the walls. So meaning right as her mother entered in. So we darshan from the Pasuk, like Dasmarim, she was only born with Mitzrayim. She wasn't conceived in Mitzrayim. So what is this idea? She's born right as Klaus will come to Mitzrayim. Klaus will in Mitzrayim for two hundred and ten years. Moshe is eighty years when they leave. Two hundred and ten minus eighty is one hundred and thirty. She was one hundred and thirty years old when she gives birth to Moshe in this story over here. So how is she the daughter of Levi as if she's a little girl? So the answer is What happened was that even though she was older. But she, she had a rebirth, like a rejuvenation of her body, and she had the simanim of a young little girl. And we continue about Tara Yishavat Yilabain. She conceived and she gave birth to her son. The Mar says, What's going on here? She was already pregnant three months before. We're going to see in a little bit. The Gemara holds that she was three months pregnant already at the time that she was taken back. Amar and we'll see how the Gemara knows it. But the Gemara says, The point is that. We're just comparing the way that she conceives to the way that she gave birth. Just as with the conceptions, without pain, she was a righteous woman who gave birth without pain. So that's why it's saying conceiving and giving birth, even though she really had conceived previously. You know what we learned from here? They weren't included in the verdict that was given against Chava to suffer in childbirth. The righteous women weren't necessarily included in that. Next part of the Passover, so Kitovu. She saw when Moshe was born that he was Tov. Tanya, what did she see? Remeir, Omar Tov Shmo, his real name was Tov. If you do Omar Tov Yashmo, his name was Toviyah. Small, subtle difference whether you include Hashem's name in the good in Moshe Rabbeinu Tov or Toviyah. Rabbeinu Chemi Omar Tov means Hagel and He was fit for Nevuah. Achirim Omer Moshumal, he saw, she saw that he was born already circumcised. Moshe, at the time Moshe was born, the whole house was filled with light. She saw that he was Tov. So we see the common usage of Tov refers to the light. She hides him for three months. What's the three months? The, the Egyptians who were enforcing here the decree to kill the baby boys, they were like kind of taking, um, taking information about who was pregnant or not. But they counted the nine months only from the moment Amram remarried Yochebed. So they thought to count nine months from there. She was already pregnant for three months before. So therefore she gave birth three months before the Mitzrayim thought she was going to give birth. According to Argamar, Moshe was not a premature baby. That's not the point. The point was she was already three months pregnant before she 
remarried in the time we're unaware of that. We know she couldn't hide him any longer. So the Mar says, why not? Why can't she continue to hide him? Hello, why, rather, why, rather, the reason it was impossible is whenever the Egyptians heard about a baby born, they would bring their own Egyptian baby there. The way of babies is when a Jewish um, because when the Jewish babies would hear the Egyptian babies crying, making noise, they also would make noise. That's why it happens. One baby cries, all the babies cry. So, so, so in we see this in the passage. Hashem said, let's grab foxes, shooting with small foxes. So it sounds like HaKadosh Baruch was saying, let's punish the Mitzvim who are foxes uh, that spoiled all, the, all, all, all of the beautiful things of the Kaiso. So the idea is that they, they were cunning over here, smart to figure out where the Jewish kids were. So that's why she wasn't going to be able to hide him any longer because if she was nervous, Moshe Rabbeinu would cry. But so what did she do? I take a little Tevis Goma. She took a, a wicker basket. Why, she, why, why only wicker? Why not use like a wood? We see from here that she chose wicker as less expensive because the money to Sadiqim is more important to them than even their own physical bodies. Why is this so extremely fishy and pushing to him? Because the Sadiqim, they never steal. So whatever they have is very precious. She's wicker because it's soft. It could withstand something soft and something hard. So, so, so it was it wouldn't break. It, would, it wouldn't be easily breakable. What if she would have done out of wood? If it would hit a rock, it could have broken. She smears it with clay and tar. The clay was on the inside. The tar is on the outside. Why? She didn't want the tzaddik Moshe to smell something bad like the tar. So she only put it on the outside. The Pasuk says, She put the child in it and she put it in the suf. What is the suf? Yamsuf. It's the sea of Yamsuf. It was actually just a little... A little pond over here. Why does that have to do with suf? The reeds and, the reeds and willows were with her. So here we see this idea that a small little marsh that has uh, willows around it could be the suf. Then it says, Our daughter went to wash herself. What's she washing for? She went down to wash herself from her father's idols, meaning it was a sort of conversion that she was doing, a sort of gave as as so as Beno Zion, when Hashem have cleansed the filth from the daughters of Zion. Pasuk when Arusa Hochos, her daughter, her, her maidservants were walking along the river. What does what does this mean that her maidservants are walking? Amar Biochanon in Elichuzul Hashem Misa walking is expression of going to death, meaning they're going to do something that will lead to their death. Vachinu Amar Niochli Lamuch Lamas. So there there we see it's holy Lamas, someone walking to die. So dear, they're walking to die. What do they do? We'll see in a moment. Atera as a Teva Besochas Suf. She sees the basket and the reeds. Kimen Dachazu to Kabai Lats. Moshe, so the maidservant saw, saw that Power's daughter, she wanted to rescue Moshe. They were upset. They said, Our our master, what is the way of the world? A king of flesh and blood makes a decree. The whole world doesn't observe it. At least the children of the household observe it. You're violating what your own father said to do. Your father, you're, you're trying to save a baby. came and struck these girls to the ground and killed them. So she sent her ama and she got the basket. There's a dispute. What does ama mean? Yada means her arm. She stretched her arm to take the basket. One says she sent her maidservant. And ama can be a maidservant. Yada is a the opinion says arm says ha'ama. So the one who said her main servant looks of yada didn't say yada. Yada would be the more typical term for her arm. Says so really means her maid servant. We say Gabriel killed them. So what maid servant remained? Gemara says the Gabriel left one maid servant. 
Delav or Chodobas Malkul Mikam Lechodas. It's not proper for a princess to stand by herself. So Gabriel didn't kill every last one. Well, the man the Yama Yada, according to the one who says it was her arm, looked of Yada. Let the Torah say the normal term of Yada. Says the Mark Hamashman, the Torah is telling us the Shtarvi Vishtarvuvi. Her arm extended, and that's why it's saying Ama, like related to Amos. Has it extended many Amos? We said this is by Hashverosh's uh, scepter that extended. When we say that his scepter extended, we say similarly we find by Paro's daughter. So too by the teeth of the wicked people. This is a story with Og, time they tried to kill Kal Yisrael. And there's a whole story how he uprooted a mountain, he was carrying it, called the Sparrow, who somehow got stuck, um, got stuck and fell around Og's neck, and his teeth. Uh, lengthened and he couldn't get and he got stuck there. The Sev Shine Risham Shibarta, the teeth of wicked, you're broken from her Shibata, don't read Shibarta to break, Ella Shivavta, you have extended. So these are the things in history which extended the scepter of Achashverosh, the, the, the arm of Basparo, and the teeth of Og. Vatiftak, she opened it, Vatira Sayelet, and she saw him, the child. Vatira, my brother, she should have said, she saw. What does it mean, Vatira Ehu, Amarvis Rachin, Shrasa Shrinin, Emo? She saw not only the child, but that the Shrina was there as well. The Pasik says, Vinay Nar Bocha, the youth was crying, Carly, so before the Torah says that he was a child, it sounds like he's a baby, Carly Nar. Now the Torah is saying Nar. sounds like, you know, an adolescent, a youthful older person. So which one is it? What Did she see a child or or an older person? Tana says in the bride saw, what's the answer? Yes, Moshe was an infant, but his, his voice was much deeper. Like it was something wrong with Moshe Rabbeinu's voice that he sounded deeper even though he was a child. You're, you're, you're in effect saying Moshe Rabbeinu had a defect. He was a levy. He's supposed to sing and he has a very deep voice. So it's not, it's not going to sound good. So you can't um, say bad things about Moshe. This teaches us, Moshe's mother made him a basket. Uh, of a sort of canopy, like a chuppah. And in Amr, she said, so I'm putting him away. I'm a mother. She was in a lot of anguish and pain. She said, oh, I'm never going to be there for his wedding, for his chuppah. So she put a chuppah there. So that's why it's a baby, but it's also older because she's envisioning the chuppah. She has pity on him. She says, this is one of the Hebrew boys. When How'd she know it was a Hebrew boy? Because she saw the circumcision. This one, she was actually having an avua without even realizing. This one fell in the river. No other baby will fall into the river. She implied here that, that the xera would be abolished on that day. And that's what happened because the astrologers saw that there was no longer a threat. So they told Pharaoh, what's over? People say to you, ask all the, the people uh, who do magic, who chirp and make, make noise. What does that mean? They, they see things. They don't even know what they're saying. They, they say things. They don't even realize what they're saying. You know, they know that they're saying something with prophecy. They don't understand exactly what it is. Like over here, she was realizing, she was saying, this is the last baby to be thrown in the river. She didn't even understand it. And the Gemara elaborates what happened here. They saw that the Savior of the Jewish people would be hit in the water. So under the Gaza, the Egyptians decreed, every son that's born should be thrown in the river. Even the Shadow of Moshe, when Moshe was thrown in the river, now the astrologer said, we don't need a sign anymore. They saw that it had already been achieved. So the idea was the, 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 the crisis here was yet to come, but then when Moshe was thrown in, it was over. So they thought it means that it was drowned. So they, they abolished it. They didn't realize it was the sign that he was going to be stricken by water. It's not that he's being stricken by water here, but it means by the Meimir Riva when Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock. That's the idea that he was going to be stricken. 
they misunderstood that they thought it means he was drowned here and he was stricken by the water. Really, it was the potential. It was the future by the Meriva. With Pasek says, they are the waters of Meriva, which is Mashman that the Torah spoke about them. Where did we ever find the Torah speaking about Meriva before? The answer is, oh, those waters. Those are the same waters that the astrologers saw and made a mistake. This is what Moshe said. Uh, he said about himself years later, Sheshmos, Aleph, Ragli, 600,000 men are now the people that I am. I'm Moshe the Yisrael, Bishvili It's because of me you were all saved from being thrown in the river. Meaning that it was when I was thrown in the river, that's when the decree was lifted. Now we still talk about Zeh. So again, the first interpretation of Zeh is that Moshe is the last baby to be thrown in the river. But now we say a different shot. It was the 21st of Nisan, which is the same day that Yamsuf would occur, the splitting of the Yamsuf would occur uh, when Moshe took them out years later. When Moshe was thrown in the river, they said, Moshe was destined to say a beautiful Shira on this exact day. So that's the Zed. He should be stricken here, dead in the water on this day. A different shot. It was the sixth of Sivan on the day. The one who was destined to receive the Torah on this date, six of Sivan, he should be stricken on this date. So two different interpretations about the day when Moshe was stuck on the river. It was either 21st of Nisan or the 6th of Sivan. So now the Gemara analyzes. Bishal on Dhamma Shishab Sivan. It makes sense according to the one who was the 6th of Sivan because we know Moshe Rabbeinu, Meshkach, we need to have three months between his birth and the time he's put in the river. That's the whole idea. It was three months and he was put in the river. So three months can make sense. Dhamma, Mar, Bishiva, Ba'adar, Mez, Bishiva, Ba'adar, Nola, Moshe. Moshe was born and died in the 7th of Adar. So very good. 7th of Adar, three months later, would be 6th of Sivan. Meshiva, Ba'adar, Ba'adar, Shishab Sivan. From the 7th of Adar until the 6th of Sivan, he's in the river. That's three months. It's exact. It's perfect. According to the opinion that he's put in the river, the three months are up on the 21st of Nisan. How does that make sense? Moshe Rabbeinu was born on the 7th of Adar. How can three months later be the 21st of Nisan? So the Gemara answers, it was a leap year. So it was an extra month of Adar. When Moshe was born in the first Adar. So we have Ruba, we show most of the first Adar remaining. Ruba, most of the last month, 21 days of Nisan. And the entire month of Adar in the middle. That's how it's considered three months. His sister, this is Miriam, said to, to Paro's daughter, should I go and call for your Ishim and a wet nurse from the Jewish women? Because so the Mar, the Mar is bothered. Why are they trying to find the Jewish wet nurse? Why the Hebrew women? It sounds like Egyptian wet nurses were not good. Why not? They brought Moshe around to all the Egyptian women to nurse. He refused to nurse. The mouth is destined to speak of the Shkina. Yinak Dabar Tame should nurse the milk from a woman who eats non kosher food. Who will teach knowledge? Who can one explain Torah to? To those weaned from milk and those removed from the breast. And this means that Moshe was weaned away from non-kosher milk and to separate himself not to have from a non-kosher source. So Parah's daughter said, go. So it says that the Alma went. So what is the Alma? It means like a little girl. She went like a little girl, like a very energetic young girl running to call her mother. She hid her facts, meaning she concealed that she was the sister. 
told us, Baron Basparo said to Yocheven, you take this boy and nurse She was prophesizing without realizing. She said, This is your own son. Really, she didn't know it was a son. She was just saying, Take him and nurse him. But what we're saying is that it was, it was a prophecy without him realizing, Take your own son. And I will pay you. This is an amazing thing. Here, Yocheven is getting back her own thing that she lost, but it's not enough that. She's getting what she's getting back what she lost. She's being paid for it as well. So that's an amazing irony. It says by the splitting of the opposite of Miriam, the Nevia, the sister of Aaron, took her drum. So why is she only the sister of Aaron in that positive? She's only the sister of Aaron. It relates to the idea that her Nevua came when she was first only the sister of Aaron, meaning she was a Nevua before she was a Nevia before Moshe was even born. What is this for She said, I see the Imi, my mother is destined. She's going to give birth to a son who will save Kaisal. Moshe. So once Moshe was born, the whole house was filled with light. Her father kissed her on the head. The prophecy is fulfilled. But once they threw Moshe to the river, her father hit her on the head. What happened? How can he save Kalei It's going to be the end. So she stood. She didn't have an answer. That's what it says. His sister stood from the distance to know what would happen. What does that mean? She wanted to know what was going to happen to her at the end of Mervua. Because again, she was Achlis Aram. Uh, when she was in Nevi'ah, when she was already the sister of Aaron, she was responsible for the Nevi'ah of Moshe Rabbeinu, so she wanted to understand how it was going to be fulfilled.